and welcome to Pedagodzilla, the pedagogic podcast with the Pop Culture Core here live and on location at the Playful Learning Conference in a, I normally say quiet corner, but it's not a quiet corner right now. Everybody's come out for a little coffee break, so you can probably hear a little bit of a tumult in the background. Um, I'm Mike, hello, uh, imposter syndrome incarnate, a man with a bag of microphones and an effervescent drink. Um, basically, Mark and I have just gone, <laughs> Mark and I just did a boys trip to the pharmacy to get lots <laughs> of delicious medications because we are collapsing as people. Um, and joining me, we have... I'm Mark. Um, yes, oh, I don't know how you managed, it's that effervescent stuff making you sound effervescent, isn't it? Uh, just before we turn the recording on, Mike was like, oh, yeah, so this is happening, and then we're doing this, and then he goes, hello, and welcome to Pentagonzilla, and go, okay, this is, the, this is Dr. Theatre working on Michael. <laughs> um, yeah, this, it's all right. This, it's, it's already starting to dip, to be perfect. <laughs> and we are joined by... Penn from York. Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad you're editing these. <laughs> uh, I really uh, should that in. Or am I? Or am I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Penn, I'm from York, I'm in a biology department, but I'm secretly a mathematician. What? I sit on fences wherever I can find them, uh, on the disciplinary boundaries, and I like making games. Which cool. is, leads us perfectly into our first question of this lovely uh, playful learning format that we're loosely cobbling together and uh, ostensibly sticking to a structure for, which is just falling to bits as we Keep go. Keep it going, Mike. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, Penn, can you tell us about a game that you are passionate about? And it could be a board game, video game, um, anything at all. My favourite small game is a game called Red 7. Ah, I don't know if you've played it. I have. It's quite simple. Um, the, the cards have a colour in the rainbow, seven colours, and they have a number from one to seven. And um, each colour means a different rule. So when you put a card down in the middle, you can change the rule to say who's winning. And the only rule of the game is that at the end of your turn, you have to be winning. So you can either change the rule or you can put down a card or you can do both so that you've got the highest card or the most colorful cards or the most cards under four or whatever it might be. And if you can't evolve quickly enough uh, to be winning, then you're out. Uh. I, so I, I have played Red 7 and funnily enough, I, I found it quite complicated. Like my, my brain couldn't handle it. My, my poor little brain couldn't handle it. But I, which is a shame because I love that kind of game. It's a real kind of icksy tricksy, I screw you overy kind of uh, competitive game. Have you, have you played a mock? No, I haven't. No, no. It sounds good. Sound, it sounds a bit exploding kittensy, as we were talking about last time. Um, uh, even Uno, Uno's got. A, you know, it's like it changes, evolves each time, and it's about putting the card down. That messes up the next person. Yeah, it's, it's that screw you mechanic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, what is it that actually? You know, what are the 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 aspects of it that you know you're so passionate about? Um, I like the. I mean, I'm in a biology department, and and I like the way that it's a, it's about adapting to your changing conditions. Um, but you're working with what you've got in your hand already, so it's brutal because you can't pick up any new cards in your hand. You've just got what you've got, and you either win or you don't. And so it's, it's kind of harsh, but I, I seem to be drawn to the kind of games that are brutal and try and wipe out your opponents. I mean, bi why. biology itself is, is brutal. So can, can you tell us about your, your practice? You know, what, 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 what's your day to day? What, is, uh, what do you do? Um, so I'm a teaching focused academic at York and I teach ecology. Uh, my background, I say, I say I'm a mathematician, but I went sideways into biology by doing ecological modeling. So I like simulating massive systems or dealing with loads of data. And um, I think that's why I like playing, because 
you know, give me a spreadsheet and I will spend happy hours just poking it to see what happens when you draw different pictures and things like that. Um, biology students uh, sometimes are really into maths and modeling and analysis, and sometimes they're really not, and they want to be in the lab doing something else. Um, so I developed playful ways to get into the motivation and the engagement with that kind of material. Uh, so uh, we teach ecology with Lego. We have Lego communities that people sample and they can play much more with the sampling and the data analysis because it's really efficient to stick your hand in a bag full of Lego as opposed to walk across a muddy field in some wellies finding real things and trying to ID them. Um, and um, we've tried to pull together the whole of animal and plant biology by making a card game called Catastrophic, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Again, to get students thinking about how do all these tiny little bits of information that we feed them all year, how does it actually fit together in the big picture? See, you've, you've neatly sort of started segueing into the third question as well, which was going to be thinking about those characteristics of Red 7. Do you see them in your practice at all? Do you see your, your passion for, you know, that, that screw you mechanic and that changing rule set and that brutality? Um, <clears throat> A brutality in your yeah, practice. Yeah, nature, that, that brutality in your practice. I'm, Do you see that? Blood and claw. Well, you know, my feedback often says I'm very kind and approachable, which I'm, I'm pleased about because... Uh, we do do a lot of brutal, <laughs> playful learning. Um, and yeah, Catastrophic is, is a game that we put together for this really big biology module. And um, the students who were involved in designing it get all the credit for the amazingness of it, both in terms of the biology content, because I'm not a biologist, and the, the way that it looks, because we had graphic design and games students in on the team as well i was going to ask because the art on it is i mean the, mm. the design of the cards is beautiful and the art is just incredible we've cr we've cr this crops up a lot is it's although really it's 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 the extra layer that's superficial the the enjoyment of playing a game that we keep on coming across is the aesthetic of it as well mm. so i'm guessing that was some a conscious decision to let's actually yeah get into the aesthetic here yeah so version one of the game which we put together in 2018 used um, Creative Commons photo photography. Um, so it looks really cool. Um, the cards are printed by our campus print shop and shiny is the word that I use for them all mm. the time. They are so shiny. Glossy, glossy. Glossy, glossy. Um, high production values. The following year, we did a revision of it based on feedback from students. And that's when we got a couple of new students um, who were doing interactive media. And they did this most amazing vector art for all of the cards. So it has a really unified look. It's getting away from the problem with the images was that you'd look at a card and say, oh, well, this makes my animal a tiger. Right? And we're like, well, no, it's, it's not a tiger. It just has that kind of stripy camouflage. So by doing the illustrations, we could get at what the actual trait was as opposed to here is an example of a, an organism that has that trait. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 they did an amazing job. I mean, Can I just point out that we've actually talked about this game before on the podcast. Have we? Yeah, when, on the games and gamification. Did we? Yeah, when I was explaining the difference between endogenous and exogenous. So my, my point was that the reason why your game works is because, well, one of the reasons, obviously it's well designed and the brilliant aesthetics and all that and all the thought that's gone into it, but it's, it's easy in a way because um, evolution is a game mechanic and you're modelling that game mechanic as part of the game 
And so it arises naturally from the discipline that you're actually teaching, which makes it endogenous game, whereas as opposed to being bolted onto something else. Mm. So when I was trying to come up with an example of something where the game mechanic arises from the discipline, I chose catastrophic. So if we go back, attentive listeners will we'll, can go or people that are bothered can go back to that one and think, oh, so that example, yeah, that's catastrophic. So yeah, because that's how much I'd like to. Well, this this it. was my reflection actually. When, um, so sat down with Penn on the first night. So we're at the Playful Learning Conference. Um, sat down the first night. Um, I think I was ninety percent pollen and ten percent exhaustion at this point. And we set the game up. It looks fantastic. I was getting really into it. I think we did like one round turn. And I just went, oh my God, I've got to check out because I actually need to just put my head in a pillow for a minute, uh, which is the rudest thing to do. But it's a genuinely good game. And I was like, this is a genuinely good game with a lot of information baked in, which you're using in a very authentic way. Mm. I was like, this is the perfect, this is the epitome of games-based learning. I thought this, I mean, could you, can you explain like how, you know, how, the, how does the game work? What's the, the kind of the mechanic of the game? How are you communicating within it? So... The aim of Catastrophic is to build a community of plants and animals that is robust to events that happen and bring about changing conditions. And your plants and animals will either survive or not based on the traits that they've got. So, for example, if you've got fur as an animal, you can cope better with cold environments. Uh, So when the Ice Age comes along, you've got a better chance of surviving as a species. And so... You build up your species out of trait cards. Uh, They have population tokens on them so that you can have simple species with big populations uh, that might survive stuff simply by having lots of individuals. Or you can have really complex species with very few individuals and they'll survive stuff because they're really well adapted for those conditions. We have a number of interaction cards as well, and they're where the game really gets fun. And the idea of those is um, they're all... The game mechanic is all tied into the biology. Uh, So again, we've got a pollination card. So if you put that between a plant and an animal, then it will shore up the community so it's better able to survive whatever might happen to it. Or between a plant and Michael, in which case you get just a pile of sneezing gunge. Sorry. (laughs) Exactly. So we're thinking about expansion packs, actually. And I think the the human ecological community uh, expansion pack might be a really interesting Ooh, so one to topical. look at. So, you know, you've got loads of pollinators, so you can have high yield, so your humans can be happy. Um, but at the same time, you might have loads of plants that are producing pollen. Uh, you know, we have a wind pollination card that could be making all the humans sneeze. I think that would be a really interesting expansion pack to do. Um, Sorry, I broke your flow. That's all right. That's all right. Um, interaction cards, yes. So, so they're really cool, and, and that's where we get to pull in all the really interesting things that are shoring up the connections between species, but also um, between communities. And so there are some interaction cards that let you collaborate with other people if you want to um, share traits and have mutualistic relationships and shore each other up. What usually happens, which is really interesting, is that um, players just try and take each other out. So they're sending off predators to eat each other's um, animals or they're sending out herbivores or they're just slapping down an event on someone and saying, well, you've got a drought. This is the return to the screw you mechanic that uh, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you like to narrow head seven. Absolutely. But, you know, Mother Nature is, is brutal sometimes. <laughs> um, but the best bit about it is that it, it really it stops and makes people think and you know, the discussions that are happening about biology as people are playing games. I've played it with a lot of people now and I've played it with ecologists who think it's absolutely hilarious because they can finally control their ecosystem and then get wiped out by each other. Played it with students who are learning about biology. I've played it with non-biologists who like games and, and everybody's there going, oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, global warming affects all players. Really interesting. Mm. I'm going to play it anyway. Oh, oh, I died. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a game that makes you think, uh, but it's also a game that makes you have fun. And a teaching tool. I mean, I, I now know that curled leaves make you resistant to the hotness. Didn't quite read that much of the card. I didn't get that far down the card. Mm. I think that was around about the point where the world was swimming. But um, how do curled leaves help you escape the hotness? Not a biologist. Oh. <laughs> if, you, if you know, then, um, uh, then contact us. Send I, us to um, PO Box. I'm guessing, I'm guessing smaller surface area, so less uh, transpiration because there's less evaporation from the surface. Sounds legit. Lead. Sounds legit. Transpiration's a good word, Mark. Oh, so I just throw that in. <laughs> I mean, I haven't done biology since I was 15 or something, so, you know, it could be bullshit. But there we go. I mean, we're, I'm, but, I'm happy to believe. It's definitely, but, it's to do with... If, if the yeah, the evaporation from the surface, yeah, whatever. But I mean, it's, that's what it's... Yes, it's the detail is quite useful, but it was that global picture of how it all fits together that I thought I took away from playing it. I'm going, I mean, this is, this is how it all works, this interconnectedness and things like that. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what we were hoping to achieve yeah. with the game, so that's nice yeah. to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So where can people find the game? So we just finished a crowdfunder... Uh, which has raised money and I've got 85 games to send out to various people who play games or to schools. <laughs> nice side effects. Um, and it's raised a bunch of money to pay for some student time this summer to develop expansion packs. Um, awesome. We are getting lots of requests about where they can get it, where, where more people can get it, and we're working on it. Uh, so if you keep an eye on our website or our social media, then uh, news will go out as soon as uh, links we have in the uh, in the show notes, probably. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, what's your advice for other educators who want to make games to enhance and you know deliver their teaching? I think two things that happened for catastrophic that were really important for for its success was working with a wide range of people who knew what they were doing. Um, so I had students in on the team. I had biology students who'd done the module that we were interested in pulling together. I had game design students. I also had gaming academics and education academics as well. So it was a big team and it was interdisciplinary. There's lots of games research at York, so that was, that was good for me. Um, but I think that really helped set the... the the boundaries of what we were trying to achieve and how we were going to do it. And the other thing I would say is playtesting it mm. massively. Mm. Um, so we were lucky because we had quite a big team and we did it over a summer. Version one got played with a lot of people, like hundreds of people, multiple times. Um, we then gave it to 200 students. That's we, a lot of playtesting. We did yeah. focus groups with them. Uh, we evaluated that data and then we got another version of it revised the following summer which is when we got the um the population tokens mm -hmm. into the game we changed the rules a little bit tweaked the cards a bit so that nuclear winter wasn't quite so devastating um and and that sort of thing so we play testing and then revising it so that it really works i think is is really important as well and i've got one which is uh look for the game mechanic in the discipline that you're teaching and I think that's that that's you know I mean that you started off with that, and that's possibly so obvious that it was just an implicit step that you didn't even consider. But I think so many people try and force a game into something where it 
it doesn't necessarily fit but actually if you've got something that is <laughs> if you if there's a game element to whatever it is that you're doing i think that you're already a couple of steps ahead of, of trying to get to something that's playable at the end really yeah really communicating the essence of it the uh the brutality yeah. <laughs> brutality and competitiveness of because uh, it is competitive yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and there are yeah. choices you make about the dis- the population and like and all that well, obviously people know this but it's those are the things that are intrinsic to what you're teaching and those are game element life is a game you know evolution yeah. is a game i think that's right and it's um reflecting on why you want to do a game because mm. if you want to do a game because you just want to make it fun you're going to make a very different game to if you are trying to be in a system that is like a game which i think is what we were yeah. doing yeah so how's your playful learning conference going so far amazing i'm exhausted i've <laughs> <laughs> okay, just got one question left for you which is if you were a board game, what board game would you be? That's a tough question. I'm trying to think of the board games I've played recently and really enjoyed. I'd probably be catastrophic. Be <laughs> oh, there you go, the double plug. <laughs> Brutal. You heard it first. Yeah. <laughs> so is that in because you've you've built in so many things that you're uh, not just fence sitting, but also um, you're multidisciplinary, which means that you've actually got lots of responses available. And so therefore you're more adaptable to different changes in the environment. Is that the way your career has gone? Um, yeah, and I think okay. there's there's something about ecologists that have a you know we we, we like to see the big picture. Yeah. Um, and you know the maths bit, I like to see the little things, and I like to see how they fit together. Um, so catastrophic is kind of my my world view. Love it, absolutely love it, Pen. Thank you so very much for joining us. Um, um, shall I shall I wrap this up? Have I missed yeah. anything? Mark? No, 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 I think that's that's everything. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll wrap us up then. By catastrophic. Even if you not, even if you don't teach ecology it's a good game it's like a genuinely good game it's a good game yeah and you'll learn things you'll learn things about leaves no you didn't learn anything about leaves. (laughs) i learned about hey i I learned i learned i learned the what uh, but not the the why yeah yeah Yeah, but you can read the flavor text and then you can learn the biology you see exactly you you could learn you could learn you could learn enough to escape the global you know the incoming total collapse of both ecology and society you can't because everybody else has got to learn it too (laughs) that's what ecology is all about yeah i figured i'd just paint myself with stripes though afterwards i'd be like aha part of the surroundings now knowing it's coming and being able to survive it a different thing yeah i feel like podcasting is not going to be a particularly useful survival trait come you never know you know we might be invaded by aliens that are only interested in podcasting oh that would be, be that would be ideal survive. yeah that, that's kind of what we'll i collect all the podcasters and they will farm them yeah. out somewhere and okay cool so my my retirement plan is win the lottery and my contingency plan contingency plan for the collapse of yeah that are obsessed with podcasting brilliant Cool. Well, <laughs> so started, thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favorite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, pedagodzilla.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Twitter. I am at Pedagodzilla. I'm at Mark Childs. I'm at Anas Penny. And where can people find um, your, you know, where can people find Catastrophic? Catastrophic.york.ac.uk. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, uh, you can subscribe to us on uh, iTunes and most of your podcast um, platforms. Or alternatively, find us, at, find us on the web at pedagodzilla.com. Or you could get a high powered laser. <laughs> I mean, like a really high powered laser and a comically large magnifying glass, and then carve our URL into the moon. So that on a full night, um, people who are stargazing can uh, can enjoy our podcast URL. They'll be like, oh, what a lovely night. And also, what's this? Pedalzilla.com. They might tune in. They might learn something. You never know. 
I can see. I, it's interesting. Every time I do one of these, Mark visibly ages in front of me. He's like like watching the Ark of the Covenant being opened. He's, he's withered away to, to husk and bones. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on Pedagodzilla. Bye bye now. Bye. Bye.